outdoors much at all. Paul loved the forests. He loved peeking his head out of the tree canopy and looking down at the eagle nests. He loved plucking up a maple tree and shaking it till the pancake syrup came pouring out the top. When he got older, he loved working at his pa's logging camp, felling trees so settlers could build houses and stores with the good solid wood. One year, winter came hard to northern Maine, and it never really left again. All through January and February and March, the snow fell in thick white drifts, and then when it was May and June and July, it snowed even more. Just when they should have had crabapple blossoms and bright yellow forsythia, they just had snow, snow, and more snow. Pretty soon the snow covered all the rooftops at the logging camp, and they built a special elevator just to take people to the surface. And darn if it wasn't cold. How cold was it? So cold that coffee froze faster than you could pour it. So cold that sentences froze mid-air, so you had to wait until the thaw to hear what was being said all winter. So cold that at night the lumberjacks snuggled under forty blankets to keep from shivering themselves out of bed, but in the morning they'd be so tangled in linens it would take them two whole days just to find their way out. One night during that dreadful, never-ending winter, Paul was shivering in his bed when he heard from outside a sad, strange, moaning sound, like a baby crying or a cat mewling for milk. "'You hear that?' Paul called out to the other lumberjacks, but they all just curled up tighter in their quilts, their snores freezing as they slept. Somewhere outdoors the sad moaning continued. It was a sound that made Paul's thick black hair stand on end. He tried covering his ears. He tried clamping a pillow to his head. Still he could hear it. Finally he sat up and started pulling on his giant leather snow boots. "'Whatever it is, I can't leave it out there in this weather,' he said to himself. "'That just ain't right.' Paul hopped in the elevator, rode to the snow's surface, and took a gander around. It was the strangest thing. A blue snow was falling. The ground glittered like sapphires, and it made Paul stop in wonder. But then Paul could really hear that howling and yowling and moaning and bellowing. "'Where are you?' Paul cried, his shouts triggering an avalanche a few mountains over. "'Where are you?' Finally Paul came across what looked like a piece of frozen brush sticking up out of the snow like a forlorn Christmas tree. When Paul gave it a yank, out popped a big baby ox, blue as Lake Penobscot and frozen solid right through. Only his mouth was still mobile, making those moans and bellows that had lured Paul out of his quilts and covers on a night like this. "'Where did you come from, little one?' asked Paul in surprise. "'Why, you're cold as a snowball's left foot. "'Let's take you back to the barn and warm you up.' "'Tucking the ox under his arm, "'Paul toted him back to the barn at the log camp, 
made a bottle out of a bathtub, and fed the frigid blue ox some nice warm milk till he thawed out. The sight of the ox on his back in Paul's hefty lap, drinking milk as happily as a baby, was how Paul decided to name the ox Babe. But even after Babe was warmed up and licking Paul with affection, he was still blue and remained so forevermore. Babe grew as fast as Paul had. You could just sit there, put your feet up, and entertain yourself with watching him expand. In just two nights he outgrew the barn and woke up with the roof wedged on his back like a turtle shell. "'Babe, you broke down our barn,' hollered Paul. But then he chuckled. He knew what it was like to be too big for your britches, or anything else.